we're going to be jumping right back into the teaching because we still got quite a bit to get into here because there's so much, much, as you said, I mean, you titled it, you said there is more. (laughs) I I should have known. (laughs) It is true. There's always so much. And and I, the the irony here is I edit this, I drop so much stuff beforehand and it just, I never drop enough because there's just so much. So good. We're talking about the joy is coming, the night is gone, you know, the only one rule at the feast is be well, it's lots of rules, but I mean the the theme of what if God breaks all down to be joyful at your feast. Be joyful. Yes. Samaic, Samaic. Be joyful. Be let your joy be full. And uh, I don't know what you're going through. You may be hurting, battling something, or you know, like us, you may be looking at your finances, going, well, there's not enough. Um, but regardless of what you're going through, purpose yourself to be joyful because God is in the midst. And I tell you what, wherever God is, that's why whenever I run into one of those Facebook, you know, where one of those financial gurus, the sky is falling, the world is, you're going to die. Moments I just think, you know, if only you you could know that God is with us. So all of your prognosticating doesn't mean a thing. My joy is full and it's going to be full. And uh, he tells us not to approach God empty handed. I mean, isn't that wonderful? He says that to the rich and the poor alike. Yes. You know, don't come to me empty-handed. How did I bless you? He wants to know. He wants to know that you are seeing and receiving and encountering him. So, uh, in fact, um, I think it's important as we get in, because we're going to talk about the offerings. And I know you think of offerings as, you know, when they pass the plate. This isn't that kind of offering. Mm-hmm. Uh, when God sees an offering, it's something's dying. Something's going to be dead so that life can come. But he yeah. allowed us instead to give something that he has given to us to give away. It's a it's a much better deal, I think, than than dying on a cross or being burned, any of those things. He's given us the better portion. But we want to go back and look at what was the shadows and the types here. In the annual Pentecost festival, they were commanded to make more sacrifices than at any other festival. Mm. Isn't it interesting that the, t- the festival where they required the most sacrifices is where he gave the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Where he poured out himself. Wow. Not when he died on the cross, but when he poured out the Holy Spirit. There are four offerings. Sacrifices are taking the place of you dying. Keep that in mind here. They are the ultimate judgment and contrast. It's life or death. Jesus or destruction, right? So let's go back to Leviticus 23. From the day after the Sabbath, the day he brought the sheaf of the way of offering, count off seven full weeks. You heard this before, right? Fifty days up to the day, seventh Sabbath, present an offering, a new grain to Jehovah. That's where I've been stopping, but let's keep going. From wherever you live, bring two loaves made of two tenths of an ephah of the finest flour, baked with yeast. All right, you get that? Mm. Something's different. It's baked with yeast as a wave offering of first fruits to Jehovah. So first thing something's really different from Passover with unleavened bread. Present with this bread seven male lambs, each a year old and without defect, one young bull and two rams. There'll be a burnt offering to Yehovah, together with the grain offerings and drink offerings, a food offering and aroma pleasing to Yehovah. Then sacrifice one, it's like, and then, and then sacrifice one male goat for a sin offering and two lambs, each a year old for a fellowship offering. Do, do you get the words that he's using here? Sin. Oh, and this brings fellowship. Hmm. The priest is the wave of the two lambs before Jehovah is a wave offering, together with the bread of the first fruits. 
They're in a sacred offering to Yehovah for the priest. So he's t- taking care of the priest. He's taking care of you. On that same day, you're to proclaim a sacred assembly and do no regular work. This is to be a lasting ordinance for the generations to come wherever you live. So keep in mind, this, the Pentecost is another Sabbath. It's a day of rest for you. Yeah. When we rest, we're saying, God, you do it all. I don't, I'm not trying to earn. I'm trying to work anything. You do it all. So even in your giving, you're not trying to impress God or you're just giving back to say, this is what you gave me. And this is, I don't think. Yeah. So let's, let's look at this here. Okay. First, remember uh, the, of the different offerings here, you got four different offerings, the burn offering. So it's all burned. The life and death of Jesus perfectly accomplished the will of God, but he had to die. He had to be dead, dead. That's a burned offering. Mm-hmm. When you burn an offering, you don't have anything left. You don't get to eat part of it. It's a burnt offering. Right. The meal offering. Now, this is of leavened bread. Leavened bread. That means just the kind of bread we like. That's the donuts again. <laughs> it's leavened bread that's waved. It's flour, frankincense, oil, and salt. That's the ingredients. Now, Passover, the bread was unleavened because leaven represented sin. Jesus was holy and made us holy or unleavened, right? Mm. Then as we count the Omer, we live a new redeemed life day to day. When we arrive at Pentecost, the bread is now leaven. What in the world is going on? But see, here the leaven represents, we know, the Holy Spirit now, not sin. In the same way that the Israelites lifted up the serpent in the desert and it represented Jesus, why are they lifting up a snake and it represents Jesus on the cross? This leaven represents the Holy Spirit. At Passover, Jesus became sin for us, took our punishment. At Pentecost, we're holy from the blood of Jesus. He sees us like the finest flower, so we can receive the Holy Spirit, the power to live. Now, here's maybe to help bring some clarity. Matthew 13, 33. Another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which is which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. That's so weird when you think it's, it's unleavened bread. Well, in this case, the Holy Spirit is in us causing a change in us. It leavens the whole loaf. It's convicting us and continually leading us to repentance. We're overcoming sin daily, but sin is present. So he is changing our nature and character into a sweet-smelling fragrance. Think that fresh, yeasty bread smells? We have a bread machine. We bake bread every mm-hmm. week, and you know, it's like, hmm. I love that smell. Because yes. it fills the house. It takes like four hours. You get four hours of smelling yeast. Wonderful. So that's two. The sin offering for the remission of sin. First comes salvation, then the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this this is going to be Acts 2. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to their heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ruach HaKodesh. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. So that's the sin offering. So you got a burn offering, you have a meal offering, you got a sin offering. Then you have a fellowship or peace offering. He becomes our peace or substitute. Mm. Pentecost was when the words of the Holy Spirit poured out of the mouth of his church. The fruit of their lips was praise and the gospel which led to revival. Yeah. In Acts 2, Peter showed no fear, no hiding, no denying, no going fishing. It's about the harvest. You will choose fear or faith. 
That's why the spirit of fear is here and taking as many prisoners as possible. The focus of Pentecost is on wheat, but they brought the first fruit of all their crops. Remember the seven? Wheat, barley, grapes, figs, pomegranates, olives, and dates. Ironic that there's seven gifts on the fruits of the Spirit. Mm. All part of Pentecost. Pentecost is the day the Holy Spirit came upon the believers gathered together. What if they hadn't given their first fruits? See, it's all about this. God is giving you his what? His first fruits. Yes. He gave you Jesus as your first fruit. Now he's giving you the Holy Spirit as a first fruit. You know, Jesus was the barley. The Holy Spirit is the wheat. Hmm. What happens when the Holy Spirit comes into your life? You manifest the fruit of the Spirit. Making yes, sense? Yes. The Feast of Weeks is fulfilled in the empowering of the church to bring the harvest of the gospel and the end time harvest by Jesus. He empowers it. it. Did you ever notice that Jesus, when he came, he laid down his glory and he picked up the glory of the Holy Spirit? We actually haven't seen the glory of Jesus yet because mm. when he was here, it wasn't his glory. He was walking in the glory of the Holy Spirit. Right. We'll see that in heaven and the new earth. All we've really seen so far is the Holy Spirit, which has been pretty impressive. Right. When you reap the harvest of your land, do not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. Leave them for the poor, for the foreigner residing among you. I'm Jehovah, your God. And then in Revelation it says, I looked and there before me was a white cloud. Seated on the cloud was one like the son of man with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. The time to reap has come, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who was seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. So, I mean, when you really get down to the nitty-gritty of this, one day Jesus is going to bring the harvest, and it's covered in blood from head to toe. Mm. I don't know how tall he is, but that's a lot of blood yeah. as he presses and stomps the, the grapes of his harvest. But right now, we're supposed to allow this harvest to receive what we need, but then there we leave the edges here and we think of others. Mm. So there's much, much more to teach you. Actually, so much I can't do it all because I actually always prepare too much.